0: My name is John. My name's Arvin. This is behind the scenes. I messed it up. Of our best days. Oh, Um, you bested it up. Well, I thought, uh, when am I going to?
1: Well, hey, guys, this is season five, and we just want to say welcome. And if you guys can hear this, can you hear this? Um, John took Geronzo. off his Perrier
0: wrapper because just, he We're not sponsored. We're
1: not We're not sponsored by Perrier, spans- by Perrier <laughs> yet, and so I took off the wrapper. But I just thought we'd start this off with a little. ASMR. I love the faith. He said yet, yet. <laughs> Perrier will be sponsoring us. That Guys, I have never felt more. Um, fancy, famous, yeah. Than drinking a Perrier at a great? restaurant. Oh, for sure, absolutely, guys. With some lime with lime, yeah,
0: guys. Here's the thing. Dom Everyone who's that. listening, yeah. Wait,
1: D- Dom, Dom always us.
0: gets a club soda with
1: lime. It looks right, so right, right. right. Fancy. But I, but I, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I have something. I'm sorry, to teach. you've. <laughs> I have something to teach. That's fair. Teach okay, us. guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> I learned during COVID, I don't know why that matters, but it does. Yeah. Um, that whenever you guys go to a restaurant, you should order lime instead mm-hmm. of lemon. That's right. Lemons are in the kitchen. That's right. In the back. Okay, we're talking about behind the scenes. So yeah, nice. behind the scenes. Lemons are yeah. in the kitchen. Yeah. Uncovered. They're always uncovered. So any type of fly, mm-hmm. sweat from the chef's brow, um, <laughs> can drip on the lemon. So but limes, <laughs> but limes are covered in the bar. Yeah. So limes are always covered. And if you watch, I mean, not that I watch a lot because I'm not at the bar. Right. But yeah, I right, in, right, movies, right. in movies, in movies, <laughs> I have seen people uncover yes, and true. take a lime out. Yeah. So limes are covered. Lemons aren't. Interesting. Anyways, so from now on, yeah. whenever you guys get a water or a Perrier, um, ask for a lime.
0: But be nice of, about it. But be nice. We we have a long history of being bad. Not we personally, but a lot of people are mean to waiters and waitresses. Oh yeah, I don't fully do that.
1: <laughs> yeah no, I believe that how you treat someone that you don't necessarily need yeah is really who you are right.
0: And you do need them because they're in charge of your food <laughs> right. <laughs> Have you ever worked in a restaurant? I have. I worked at a hotel. My first job had, uh, it was a hotel bar, coffee shop, and then there was a restaurant and I did all of it. I had a coworker who was in his mid forties. I was 19 years old and, uh, he just played Farmville the whole time. <laughs> do you remember that? And on yes. Facebook had a game called Farmville. Guys. And he was wow. like, he would, on the computer where you check people in. Like, he's not hiding it. It's not on his phone. Literally, the computer that we would use to when a check pr- people in to people the can, hotel. Hi, I have a reservation for Smith, you know, whatever. I'd go, hey, sorry, man, can you um, open up you another tab? <laughs> and he'd go, he would exhale real loud. <sighs> And then he would go to the back and he would wait he never did anything. I cleaned rooms. It was good. It was training. I learned to serve well, but I would I would cook for people. I was actually underage but because I look so old people. I shouldn't be talking about this. Um, I, people would come up to me and assume I was older. So uh, they would order alcohol drinks. Yeah, and uh, I won't say where it was. I guess I should <laughs> because they were going to lose their alcohol license, but I would make them their drink. Now, here's the fascinating thing. I don't know how to make anything. So they would go, Hey, let me just have one of these. And would you just do it pumping syrup, Doing whatever. They go, This tastes sweet. And you go, Yeah, there's honey. I and did it with <laughs> I did it with drinks. I did it with coffee too, where they'd be like, I need this, this, this. And I'd never now I have a big appreciation for coffee. At the time I had no idea how to make anything. And so I would just put a bunch of pumps of whatever and they would drink it. And they were they were always like, Oh yeah, this is exactly how I like it. And I'm like, All right, well <laughs> Six pumps oh, of vanilla, eight, is eight is pumps so of caramel. Funny. Yeah, it was bad. Oh, I did I, do that.
1: Okay, I am not on that level, but I did work <laughs> in the cafe at our youth building. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I was in charge of making sure that all the old pizza pockets were thrown away. <laughs> okay, awesome. <laughs> because, you know, whenever kids come yeah. on Wednesday nights, people would love to get pizza pockets, and then they're like, whatever you do, um, like, make sure that... Anything that is expired gets thrown out. Okay. And then they're like, but you're not allowed to make the coffee drinks. Because the person there was like, I know how to make coffee. And I was yeah. like, then why are you working at a youth group cafe? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> the world's not ready for the my The world's not ideas. ready is what I my, with my espresso. artisanal oh. um, <laughs> bean
1: soup. Um <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, we're on season five of Behind the Scenes of Our Best Days. That's right. And, uh, you know, this whole podcast, we love talking about the behind the scenes of the inner workings of victory. Yeah. Uh, and w- one thing that we have realized while working and being here is, you know, you're we're recording this, and um, it's actually March 2023.
0: Yeah, this episode, I think, comes out uh, the first day of the Easter production, April nice. 6th. Nice. Yeah. So, as you guys hearing this. So the show is tonight. The show is tonight. Yeah. As they're listening, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, the show is tonight.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So let's talk about the future in let's the present. It. Let's do it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we're very excited. We've done we a lot are, of this yes. last month has <laughs> been a lot of hard work. Yes. No, it's funny.
1: But, you know, we're so Easter this year in 2023, we really felt um about about 7 years ago I I don't know, I don't wanna say that God told me, because as we've talked about, yeah. I'm very leery whenever says whenever anyone says, oh, God told me right. to do this, or to break up with you, and I'm like, that wasn't God, <laughs> you know, you right, just don't right. like me anymore. No, um, he, anyways, yeah. but I felt that we were to do seven Christmas scripts, yeah. seven Easter scripts, yeah. and then these fall films, and then after seven years, we would then revisit Easter and Christmas scripts mm-hmm. and revamped them. Mm-hmm. So, that's what we did. And so this Easter script yeah. is something that we did, <clears throat> I want to say 2016 or 2015. I also think it's a
0: couple of them together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. this one, yeah, we yeah. definitely yeah.
1: R- meshed things up and we rewrote masterpiece, which is this year's Easter yeah. and You know, during those times, we can do all of the things, like we can line out on, we have this board in our office where we line out beginning and end, conflicts, resolutions, characters, all those types of things. graph out
0: the emotional journey. Yeah, we graph
1: out the emotional journey, and then we go, okay, within this song, Mm. the the one thing I'm excited about this Easter is that we have, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven original songs Mm. that we wrote. For, like this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven original songs. Yeah. Man, so I think there's nine songs total. Seven of them are original. So we're really excited about that. But there are things that you can do with your giftings, with your talents, with your organization. Ryan and Jill Stafford have been so amazing on organization and structure. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way. This year, Easter happens early. Easter yeah. happens early every four years. Yeah. And so whenever that happens, everything is, it seems rushed this year. Hasn't felt rushed. Thank God. I think there is the organizational things that in which you can control. And then one thing that, um, and I want victory to always be known for this. What I'm getting ready to say Mm. is the unpredictable miracles that just happen. Absolutely. You know, and some people will call it luck. I believe yeah. God is at work. Yeah. You know, for us whenever we're doing these things, we pray in the spirit. We are spirit-filled people. Yeah. We believe in the Holy Spirit. We're tongue talkers, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. You know, not to be like uh to weird you out, you know, if you're like not about that, you know, I I would suggest l- reading in the Bible and sure. figuring out where you're at on that. I sure. know it is one of those things that when I don't know what to pray, yeah, whenever I same. begin to pray in the spirit, yeah. All of a sudden, things begin to happen. Absolutely. And I'm like, whoa, yeah. no
0: human can take credit for that. That's right. So, yeah, yeah I'm just, I, it would be dishonest to not say that that's the case. I definitely feel that way. So, yeah. as you
1: guys show up tonight to see night one of yeah. Easter, it is one of those things that you just have to know okay, there were things that are going to happen yeah. that no human can take credit for. Yeah. And that people go, okay, you guys got lucky. Right. And I would say, um, I know what you mean to say, sure. I genuinely believe,
0: but you can't get lucky three times a year at the exact same time. Right. Yeah.
1: Like we've done all our due diligence and yeah. then there's things that we just have to surrender. Exactly. And I think that's what we wanted to talk about is that, mm. you know, behind the scenes at victory, we definitely want to be, um, structured and we want, yeah. uh, we want to make sure that we work hard and we do all of those things. and And then I know for me and any of you who are listening, if you work in a ministry, if you're in organization, then there's things that you just have to allow to happen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's difficult to explain to somebody who is not familiar with the verbiage of being dependent on God Mm. because sometimes I'll speak with my therapist about this and they're bringing a completely different, approach they're not necessarily a christian counselor they she's a person of faith yeah but we're talking like let's 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 talk on a logical plane and then tell me about what you're expecting from god and explain it and so it's interesting because i've thing. grown up in such an environment that i've never had to do that Ooh. and so it's actually extremely helpful and enlightening to be like oh i guess that's because and so what i've arrived at is that this is true of me. I think it would be true of victory of you, of of the life and the way we do productions here. It does not make sense unless you believe that God will show up and honor his word. Mm. So, uh, whether it's the life I'm living or the way we do these productions consistently, I mean, the reality is, um, because of the, the importance we place on maximizing all of our resources and honoring the people who give at Victory. Yeah. We we really do um we don't like we we Hire crew for the film, and we're we're very generous with that because they work very, very hard, and they're very generous in that they often give us incredible deals on what we're doing. Every time we film on location, every time we do any of this stuff, if I'm feeding people, if there's all this whatever, we take care of people, but we also, I'm pretty sure, we quadruple value from what resource we have. Right. So these shows should cost three or four more times than they do.
1: Yeah, and the budget would is lower than you guys
0: think. Yes, absolutely. And and that's because of we, we consistently know where to look and how to go about it. We've we've found rhythms and ways to do that. I mention all of that because uh, on the logistical end, we are, quote unquote, building the arc. We are like, Lord, we're going to do everything we can when it comes to structure of this story, when it comes to song production, when it comes to all of the different pieces and ingredients and elements but this story this production this event does not make sense until you put your hand on it if you think about noah's ark it wasn't a boat until god closed the door with his hand and he yeah. gave well, we've talked about this on the podcast a lot but this is a theme of my life is yeah. that that ark was not a boat unless the door was shut
1: Yeah, it would have been just an anchor at the bottom. It would have literally just
0: filled up with water and it would have been just an open floor plan, whatever. It would be a disaster. Um, So all of Noah's work would not have mattered unless God was willing to put his hand on it. And God intentionally gave him the instruction to make a door so large he couldn't close it. And I think it's fascinating when...
1: Hold on, say that again,
0: because that's really good. It didn't make sense for him to make that ark. It it wouldn't have been a boat unless God put his hand on it. He gave him the instruction to build a door that was so large, he himself could not shut it. God gave him the instruction to build a door so large
1: that Noah himself could not shut it. That's right. That's a word for some of you guys who are listening right now. God maybe has given you instructions to do something so big right and you may be in the pit of overwhelm anxiety sure but the reason why it's so big is because you weren't meant to shut that door right
0: this is where your faith and unpredictable miracles Mm -hmm. come into place this is where a lot of people will say okay next time I'm not going to build a door so large so God puts a dream in my heart or God puts this or that or maybe if we practically if we say it practically um when you have kids that are so wild that only God showing up can make raising them possible or when you have a job that is so difficult or demands so much of you, whether it's uh, in terms of your mental energy or emotional energy or it forces you to become very self aware, very quickly like what it boils down to over and over and over again of whether it's a production, whether it's getting your family out of the house in the morning, whether it's whatever. It doesn't make sense unless God shows up. And that is a very intriguing thing to explain to a world that solely attempts to operate on the logical plane. To say, listen, our life, our existence, our methodology, the way we operate does not make sense unless God shows up and puts his hand on it, which is why it's so important that we have the fear of the Lord, that God would say, okay, I can put my hand on this and it won't harm anybody. Man, that is so good. Yeah, I think about you know right now
1: victory. Uh, you know, I get to serve on this certain group that kind of helps oversees the five entities of the Dream Center, which you know we just acquired the new one, the West Dream awesome. Center, which is so it's and that was a un- that was an unpredictable miracle. Yeah, for sure. There's no way in the world that we'd be able to financially in this season mm-hmm. uh, build and and place, and then we inherited it. Yeah. The West Side Dream Center, the the Tulsa Dream Center, um, Victory College, Victory Christian School, yeah. the church, Camp Victory. And on that board, we're right now in the middle of praying and seeking God uh, because we are trying to, we're in the middle of a building campaign. And if you have ever been in an organization to where you're trying to raise money for a mm-hmm, thing, mm-hmm. you know that at the end of the day, people have to give. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And you can't necessarily twist someone's arm right. or emotionally manipulate them Absolutely. to where in the arms of an angel <laughs> with the little dogs and they have like casts on their
0: arms. An, an eye missing. An eye missing from yeah. the puppy. Yeah. Those things, yeah. I'm
1: like, Sarah McLachlan.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: First off, good for you for giving more <laughs> lifespan to that song. That's right. Like, I heard that song in high school and yeah. then I was like, all right, she's done and yeah. then she topped and it out i heard that song and then, <laughs> then you heard that song in a broken puppy commercial that's right and then it was like you should adopt animals and I, yeah. was like, <laughs> I should i should <laughs> thank you sarah yeah um so anyways i say all that to say and i know that it's not emotional and manipulation we should we should adopt pets that's true um yeah. but what i'm saying is is that Whenever you're trying to raise money for an organization or you're trying to build something and you need resources that you don't have, you can only arm bar emotionally manipulate people to a certain extent. Right. To where it no longer works. Yeah. And so obviously, since we are aware of that, victory does not do that. We do remind people of the biblical principles of tithing. Yeah. You know, and then because we build on a cash basis. That's right many years ago after 40 years of being around the whole the only reason why Victory's still around is because god has chosen it for it to be right there's multiple times where we should have shut our doors yeah and then it just it didn't happen not because we were awesome right <laughs> it's because right. No, it's god true. showed up that's right those are the unpredictable miracles and so what i'm saying today is is that as we are as this board you know the this last month we've been really really praying Cause there's several things that we are believing God for with mm-hmm. this building campaign yeah. um, with uh, some land acquisition out North in North Tulsa with the Tulsa Dream Center. So we can build mm-hmm. more of a school to reach more people. The bottom line of all of our things that we do is to reach more people yeah. for the kingdom of God. yeah. But there's also these things that it's like we've hit, a roadblock and the roadblock is no longer allowing us to move instead of trying to control and be overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and stressed and put a deadline on it. Right. We've just kind of surrendered it to God. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like there's the logical way that you said that your, um, counselor, your therapist was telling you. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, logically, this is all I know to do. Yeah. And then, um, spiritually. Yeah. Like, a yeah. miracle has to happen, definitely, and so I'm no longer going to lose sleep over it, right? <laughs> you know, exactly. so there's those big things. Yeah. And so just to let you guys know that even in greater organizations, mm-hmm. we have to re- Like, you, we have to rely on the Holy Spirit. We have mm-hmm. to rely
0: on miracles. Yeah. You know, yeah. or else faith isn't necessary. That's right. That's the design that God intended initially. Because if you notice, uh, as society departed away from. Uh, having a spiritual plane of operating and, and operating things spiritually, uh, the logical things fell apart too. Mm. And we found out very quickly, Uh, It's easy to see it today. If you put up the same news resources alongside each other and you put the same people, different people who listen to those same news resources, you would go, wow, reality is completely different. According to eight of these people,
1: reality is completely different to Fox, CNN. Exactly. People who who's
0: basically wake up and they go to Twitter, they wake up and they go to Instagram, whatever. They're talking about the same events with completely different reality. Wow. So it's extraordinarily subjective. And I think God in his wisdom knew that the Holy Spirit, who is incapable of being manipulated or sequestered and, and, and taken upon for some specific person's sense of control. Yeah. Is the equalizer. Yeah. So the relationship with the Holy Spirit is what equalizes humanity. That's Come the thing, on. one of the many things God was intending to give us all was, hey, when when all of you are checking in with me, I will coordinate things correctly. Because your logic, quote unquote logic, that you feel is so completely well-founded will fall apart quickly if you don't understand that I'm the one that holds that stuff together. So it really comes down to our relationship with control. And it, it gets relational quickly because God is saying, I want you to live with hope against all hope when Romans four is talking about Abraham and the fact that he had no earthly hope for what was happening, but he hoped in God. That's basically saying logically, no earthly hope. Yeah. Hoped in God. There was no logical explanation for what God was asking him to do. And when he tried, and this is where a lot of, I mean, it's going to sound simple, but a lot of stuff goes wrong here. When he tried to enact God's will with his own logical plane, things fell apart very quickly. It, it ended up in the, the harm of Hagar. Man. It ended up causing issues in his marriage, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think what's interesting is, and this is why I say it's relational, God is consistently saying, "Do you do you want to trust me to show up to make it happen? Because otherwise, if you don't, you're going to stop building so to use the metaphor you're going to stop building arcs you're You're going to stop
1: building big
0: doors that only i can shut exactly and i think that's what breaks god's heart that's what makes jesus weep is when people are saying i would rather settle for a smaller life that is in my control than depend on you for the bigger life that you've called me to live. And I don't just mean in scale or fame or popularity. That's not the definition I'm using. I'm talking about impact, reach, and then even just like self-actualization. I know people who have given up on becoming better versions of themselves because it hurts too much to do it. You know what I mean? They get into that season of wanting to get there. And tangentially, I'll say this really quickly. I I have found personally that um, the thing that makes Jesus weep in that moment when Lazarus is dead and Mary and Martha are crying and everything's going i don't think he wept because Lazarus was dead and i know a lot of people are like look at his humanity because he sees them crying so he cries but th- he says four separate times prior to showing up to that event yeah. that he's going to raise Lazarus from yeah, the dead yeah so he already knew what he was He was, was do. well aware of it if you look however Where at did the, the, the tears beginning come from? of the beginning of Mary and Martha's story It's all about Mary doing the right thing and Martha doing the wrong thing. I think this story is the equal and opposite reaction because when Martha comes out to Jesus, she says, Jesus, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. However, I believe that today you can do anything. When uh, Mary comes out, she says, Jesus, if you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Martha says, if you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. However, I believe you can do anything. I believe God will give you anything. She still had hope. Mary, who had started out doing such a good... I'm, I will forego <clears throat> doing things. I will sit at Jesus' feet. And Jesus is defending her to Martha and saying, "You See, she's understood what matters. So she will be at a, my
1: feet. So Martha, there was some type of an evolution that
0: happened behind the scene. Something scenes. had to happen. Because that is so cool. when Lazarus dies... Martha says, they both say the same thing, almost. Jesus, had you been here, my brother wouldn't have died. However, this is Martha. However, I believe God will give you whatever you want. Over here, Mary goes, if you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. There's a gap that she doesn't say the other part. Mm. That's when, if you look at it specific, if you break it down line by line, Jesus, when Mary says that line to him, he says to her, where have you put him? And the crowd of people are the ones who respond. They say, Lord, come and see. In other words, wait a second, Mary, you're not expecting me to show up. You gave up on that. And now the crowd's making decisions for you. That's it says then. So the verse in Scripture, Jesus everyone wept. says the shortest verse in the Bible, John eleven thirty-five. 35, Jesus wept. <clears throat> it's not as short as you think it is. There's one more word, then then jesus wept yeah so the then matters because it's the it's the exact timing of when he finds out that she has now mary has now given the crowd of people the ability to control her decision making Mm. he asks her where have you put him they say lord come and see what and what's interesting is and i'll close the thing i'm preaching here but i'll let it i'll close it down when they go to the tomb. It says Jesus became angry. And then what's beautiful is he makes the people who buried him be the ones to un- undo it. It says, look, at, he doesn't talk yeah. to either of them anymore, Mary or Martha. He's talking to them them then he goes you do it then they did it he told them do it you guys undo the stone move this move that unwrap him whatever and i find that if you allow yourself to uh envision all of that happening in your chest that there's a martha in you a mary in you and there's a crowd in you that you would allow the martha portion to not be shut up and told hey don't say that don't say the part about i believe god will give you that's what i've seen happen Mm. i'm 30 now There are people I grew up with from 10, 11 and 12 who had the same faith experience as me, saw the same mission trips, experienced the same things. And now on the tail end of their 20s are finding themselves over it. And I see why. And I'm very, very gentle about it because I've watched the specific things that have happened in each of their lives, moments where. When it was time for Martha and them to speak up and say, however, I believe God can do whatever he wants. Mm. The Mary portion and the crowd, the Instagram, the litany of moral failures in the church, things that have happened when Abraham's or Abrams harmed Hagar's. They allowed that to be like, no, I'm good. Mm. Bury him. Wow. Bury the dream. Bury the, the, the life I had imagined and envisioned. And so I my hope is that and I really do believe this is beginning and happening, that there are a lot of people who will still have that that semblance of hope that will say, I think God can still do whatever he wants. And in so doing, things can get resurrected. Things can get made new. You know,
1: that's beautiful. What a beautiful way to look at those. Yeah, those things. I remember I and and thank you for sharing that. Argument. Yeah, I think for I, <laughs> I, I wonder where that comes from of that thing of us wanting to control things. Mm. I think it's just so that like what you said, it's self-preservation mode. Sure. Yeah. Right. It goes into self-protection. So my, um, you know, my, my kids, I have, I love my three kids. Yeah. Um, it would be weird if on this podcast, if I was like, I hate my three kids. (laughs) Um, but I love my three kids <laughs> yeah and one of my kids was talking about his birthday my kids talk about their birthday a month out nice to like Excellent. what we're gonna do and I was like yeah yeah and then you know I'm talking about like all right so who do you want to invite you want to invite your whole class and they're like yes and then they're like but if no one comes I'll be okay mm. and I'm like okay interesting why, why do you say that and they're yeah. like well and this came from a child yeah all of my kids are nine and under and it was like, well, if if they don't come and then I, I'm okay now, then I'll be okay whenever the birthday wow. happens. Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. What's this whole thing about like you are preparing yourself to be disappointed? Wow. And so it's easier to not expect anyone.
0: That's so interesting. Yeah. I was yeah. like,
1: okay, let's go to a therapist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, anyways, but I, I think that it's at a young age that yeah. it helps us. We kind of do those things yeah in self preservation mode. Mm-hmm. For me, you know, I always were like, if I can control things, mm-hmm. you know, I I run I run around so my day is I'll coach in the mornings and I'll coach in the afternoons. Yeah. And then the in between I do church stuff. And then after I coach in the afternoons I'll try to basically do all of the church stuff and finish things up before yeah. I go home. Yeah. And then I'm with my kids, sports practices and stuff. Right. So I love, there are people who have offered to help me doing things, but I'm like, I, they're not going to do it the right way mm. or whatever. Mm. And so I try to do, be controlled. You guys know what I'm talking about. All of you guys listening.
0: <laughs> Everyone has their own version. Everyone
1: has your own version of right. control, Yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and then sometimes as we get older, I remember at a young age, I was trying to control like the presence of God, mm. um, and I know I'm laughing about yeah, it. Sure. So, and I felt like it was in the right place. Sometimes, all right. So, <laughs> I put out posters everywhere in sixth grade. Me and my friends. It was after our spring break missions trip, and we we loved what yeah. happened on spring break yeah. because the presence of God happened. Right, and then we said we're going to do after school revivals. And we are going to yeah. create posters and oh. we are going to do skits. I'm going to preach, and kids are going to yeah. receive their healing. Yeah. And now, here's the thing I was in sixth grade. That's awesome. And my friends were in sixth grade. And so my parents were like, all right, yeah, go yeah. do that. Sure. So we made posters, put it up in the high school hallway. Yeah put it up and it was like after school revival we got a teacher to open up their room and then i was like all right we're gonna build a band all we could find was an electric guitar player nice and it was back when goth was in style and so the guy (laughs) was a goth um (laughs) and had like these big like bullet he had a he had a bullet casing necklace. Oh my gosh! Like bullet, like I'm talking shotgun casing yeah, necklace that, nervous, that he wore. Nervous. And he dressed up like he dressed. We we went to this Christian school, Victory Christian School. Yeah. Undressed out of his Parker, put on all black <laughs> bullet casing <laughs> necklace, and he was like, "I'm gonna set up my lava lamps." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's revival so, time. <laughs> it's revival time with the lava lamps. Amazing. And so we turned off the lights, turned on the lava lamps. And then I spoke to and like no kids were gone. No, no <laughs> one showed up the first 10 minutes. Yeah. And we had practiced skits. Oh, man. I had practiced my sermon and my friends were there. And one of my friends, I told him, I was like, we need clowns because people love clowns. <laughs> <laughs> so, one of my friend, so guys, picture this room yeah. lights out Four lava lamps goth kid in the corner yeah. playing how, um, shout to the lord yeah. but with black lipstick on yeah and and then a clown in the wow. dark wow. and we were like how come no one's showing up <laughs> <laughs> and so and they go well let's go to the after school care so i went to the after school care now after school care is basically parents who work till five and after school they just go there and hang out yeah so all of these there's like a hundred kids in after school care. And I was like, they are going to come upstairs to our revival. Mm. Now, when you're in after school care, you're not trying to get healed of blindness. Right. Number one, because you're not blind. <laughs> <laughs> number two. That's the clip. Number <laughs> that's the clip. <laughs> number two, <laughs> you're like in after school care eating Cheetos. Right. You know, watching like playing outside on the playground. Yeah. And then you're being told to, hey, you're going to be forced to come into a dark room, a church service with lava lamps and a clown in the corner. Oh my god. And you better get saved. Yeah. Even though you're in 5th grade. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. And
1: so, you could just imagine this. And they came in and we were like, "All right." And so I we did these skits, and I remember coming out of these skits and I was like, "All right, everyone. I hope you guys are having a good a good uh afternoon." And people are like, are we almost done yet? Can we go back outside and play? And I go, no. The reason why you need to hear this is because all of you are going to hell. <laughs> and I was like, and you're going to hell because you need to repent. Wow. I was like, I hope the skit made sense to you. <laughs> and then they're like, it was the doctor skit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're like, we just did that on Spring Break missions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we did this doc. Oh man, guys, yeah. I just had... But I, I really, really wanted people to get slain in the spirit so yeah. bad. Nice. I was like, let's start out on the ground laying down. Right. And so I was like, um, Ryan, uh, his name was Ryan. I was like, Ryan, start playing. And so the goth in the corner was like, only new shout to the Lord. Yeah. he started playing shout to the lord and the kids were all laying down on the ground (laughs) and i just was like walking around praying in tongues putting my hand on their forehead
0: oh and
1: i was just like all right what is god speaking to you and then this kid just burped and i was like okay (laughs) but i remember wanting it to be awesome so bad no sure and my friends and and it was just so funny I could only imagine a parent. So then parents parents started arriving, right. and they began telling the parents, your kid is at an after-school revival. Yeah. Parents come up, dark room, lava lamps, goth kid, shout to the Lord, all of the kids laying on the ground, and clowns laying hands on them. And parents are like, what the actual beep is happening? <laughs> like, anyways. I just remember being like, all right, do you guys, do you guys want, do you guys feel like shaking and crying? Like, I remember asking these questions. (laughs) Nothing happened. Guys, I don't even know if God was there except to like, he was there with popcorn, like laughing. (laughs) Um, Like, this is a great show. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then we did four or five more of those. Now, I remember... All of them were about the same. I remember we did one in the summer at a park. Wow. I begged my parents. I was like, we got to do it at a park yeah. because, you know, people come to parks. Yeah. And then right. and but there was only one time where really um, my friends were like, oh, we're actually kind of tired. Everyone dropped out. Oh. No one could do the revival where I was like. Hell bent. I was like, yeah. "We're doing this revival." Yeah. if it's just me and the lava lamps. <laughs> and anyways, it started off. I remember doing Father Abraham, nice. and I led the songs. Yeah. And then I was like, "Let's just be quiet and pray." And kids, um, there was like three or four kids that got saved. Wow. And it was the one that was like the least. Yeah. I. Anyways, what I, what I think is so great yeah. now that was a very childlike yeah, version. Precious. And then what's, what's unfortunate is that sometimes I will see that come up in like a conference or a production where I'm wow. like, Oh, this is that 12 yeah. year old John that yeah. is trying to force things in oh, wow. an after school revival. Yeah. And so I have to go back and be like, okay, God, what is it that I'm surrendering to you? Mm. What are, what is it that I am just going to go? Okay. Um, this is where you step in, and I mm-hmm. surrender to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, is when, uh, is, is actually when things are better off. Yeah, is basically what I'm trying to say. No, and course. I just share all those silly stories, right, to let you guys know yeah. that no one is perfect, right, and that I think that what Arvin said is, but whatever we do. Don't stop doing after school revivals. No, for Don't sure. stop dreaming big dreams. Don't yeah. stop building huge doors and building arcs yeah. that are so big that you can't do anything with it. Because that is where God loves to show up, is right. where he's needed. Right. Is where it's like, if you would have been here, he wouldn't have died.
0: But mm-hmm. I believe God can do will do anything you ask Him to do. But today. I believe yeah. God
1: will do anything you ask Him to do today. Yeah, and that is the wonderful adventure of faith and yeah. the behind the scenes of it. Yeah. Anyways, I love hey, that. thank you guys so much yeah, for listening thanks. to this episode. Yeah. And those of you who are going to be at the Easter production, um, let us know what you think. Or if you want to watch it online, yeah. You know, some of you are not in Oklahoma. Yeah. Watch it online. Let us know what you think because right. you know. Um, and uh, we really do value what people think but again it is not for people who believe in God True. we want this to be for people who are not in the family of God yet yeah. so share it yeah give it like we yeah. want to and we want you to invite people to watch this Easter production online right. because we believe in the power of the death burial and resurrection of Jesus and the greatest story ever told which is the gospel beautiful see you guys Stay see free. y'all love y'all you.